This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Great to have you here at New Church Live, folks. Again, we got a real special service ahead for you. And what we're looking at is one simple theme. God takes us the whole way. I'm going to have you say the T word there. God takes us the whole way, the whole way through, the whole way through to resurrection, bringing us to a new, please say the D word there, bringing us to a new dawn, bringing us to a new dawn. That's what we're going to talk about with Easter. We're going to talk about just what does that new dawn look like and, and how God's with us on the whole journey. So I really appreciate everybody being here. Great to have so many kids in the audience as we talk about this topic. And what I want to do is I actually want to tell you kids a story. And we're going to be putting slides up here, and you're going to be seeing pictures up here. And it's a story that goes way back to this event. Birth of Jesus. Now in that story, you see Joseph, you see his mother Mary, you see him born there, and, and it's, it's a beautiful story. Like all of us love the Christmas story, and I especially love Christmas Eve and the shepherds. I preach it every year, and I'm going to preach it every year because I love that story, right? The shepherds, they, they, they're out there in the fields, and this angel comes down, tells them what's going to happen, and then the shepherds come down, and they, they find Mary with this baby, and she's in a barn, and, and it's just this beautiful baby, and they know that the Messiah has come. And she listens to their words. And there's this beautiful piece of scripture that I want to read where it says, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. So there's this mom. And, and when, a, when a mom's born and there's all this kerfuffle, all this stuff around this, this special, special, special baby. And all of you are very special too. You know, this very, very special baby. And, and it said that she took all that in and she just pondered it. She contemplated it. She thought about it. And you can imagine her smiling just like that. So that little baby grew up to be a man. And it grew up, and and he was just a carpenter. He was just a normal Joe Bag of Donuts like all of us. Just doing his work. Doing his job. And then he got to be 30 years old, and he, he, he started to feel this calling starting to well in his heart. We started to see his role in this life as more and more about God's plan, less and less about his plan. And what he started to do was he started to go around at age 30, he started to teach and preach. And he started to say these things that were, that were like totally revolutionary, like who you is first will be last, the weakest will be the most powerful. Take care of each other. A new command I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. All this crazy radical stuff. And then he started healing people. I mean, just think about the kids. Started healing people. Blind people would come up to him and he would gently put his hands on their eyes and they could see. People who couldn't hear, had never been able to hear, he put his hands on their ears and they could hear. People who couldn't walk, could walk. And that made him very powerful. He was saying these words that were just like, wow, we've never heard anybody talk like this. And he was doing these things that people were going, well, and we've definitely never seen anybody do anything like that. So he's becoming very popular, but also for a lot of people, he's becoming very dangerous. Because love, listen carefully, is probably more for the adults. Love is a dangerous thing. If we're really going to commit to a life of love and healing, it's committing to a life that's actually going to take courage in a certain embracing of danger. 
And that's what he did. Now, it got him into so much trouble, as a matter of fact, that he ended up being put to trial at about age 32 or 33. He goes to trial because they feel like he might be trying to take things over. He's a very powerful man. But they didn't understand that that wasn't the power he was talking about. He wasn't talking about power with kind of him up here and everyone else down here. He was talking about the power of God walking among us. Emmanuel means God with us. Christ, God, come to earth, walking this earth to be with us so that, so that we can understand God and God can understand us so that, that it really is that feeling of incarnation, of humanity, of divine humanity that he so much embodied. But that was a threat to people. So those people, they actually sort of got their way. And when they got their way, what happened was Jesus was crucified. Now, the way it goes in the Easter story is Thursday night was the trial. Friday, which is why they call it Good Friday, because something good actually does come of it. Good Friday was when Christ was executed. He was, he was crucified. He died. And there were so many people there who were just incredibly sad. Like these people who'd followed him his whole life. And, and they thought, wow, this guy really has it. Look at all the stuff he does. Look at how popular he is. He, he's somebody worthwhile following. And then they saw this, and they were scared. They ran away. Typical human response. It's what we all do. It's hard to be courageous when we feel threatened. That's for sure. And what happened? All these people so deeply sad that they had lost this man who they, who they just was starting to believe was the real Messiah. And, and they asked for his body. They take his body, and they put it in a tomb. A tomb like this. And the way tombs would have looked then, kids, is they, they would have been carved into sort of cliffs, carved into the side, and you would have put the person into the tomb. But they were so worried, that the, the, the powers were so worried that they would go and turn this into sort of a place to worship that, that they wanted to make sure they just, nobody got a hold of the body. These were the people who had killed him. Wanted to make sure nobody got a hold of the body. So they roll that stone across. They roll it the whole way across. And then we go to this next quote here. This is what Pilate said. Take a guard. Go make sure the tomb is as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting a guard. So you can imagine that, that stone, folks, that stone kind of just, just right, right in front. And then, then here the stone is sealed so that no one, so that no one can get in or out. And, and then all of a sudden, like, that's where we pick up this story. That's what I'm going to read here to you. So this is from Matthew 28. After the Sabbath, which was Saturday, Mary and Martha, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and Mary went to look at the tomb. So these two women come to look at the tomb. And that's why a lot of churches do a sunrise service. Like, I went to church at 4.30 this morning. Isn't that crazy? Because I wanted to go to, go to a sunrise service because that celebrates this very, this very, very event. There was a violent earthquake for an angel, for an angel, for an angel, an angel means messenger, of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was light lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. Now, what I want to do is, kids, I'm going to need some help here because I want you to talk like angels. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab the microphone and I'm going to walk around. And if you want to read a sentence here, we're going to have a whole bunch of angel quotes up here. We're going to have seven of them. You just raise your hand and I'm going to give you the microphone. And then I want you to just say, we'll get to read number one or number two or number three. All right. Let me grab the microphone. I'm amazed I didn't squish a flower there. Just saying. Just saying. Eddie, you want to come on up? Because it'll get feedback there. You can read us, you can read us uh, number one. Go ahead. Do not be afraid. Great. Who wants to read us number two? All right. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. You even got that hard word. Good job. Number three, I might get you next. He is risen just as he said, come and see. That's all right. We got number four. We're going to go back to number three. Now, the risen there, the risen there is a beautiful one. Risen means to wake up. means to wake up. So you guys want to pass that on over? And you can do number three. Angels don't care the order. He's not here. That was really good. Can you say that one more time? I really like that. He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. Just folks, just, just like think of that. And, and this is an, an angel going like, it's not here. Like, where are my car keys? This is like, she's not here. Do you get it? He's not here. The tomb, the tomb is empty. Who's number five? Do we have a number five? Okay, come on down here, buddy. You two, come on down here. All right, uh, you have number five. Come and see. Come and see. See. Good job. Oh, you got a big one. You can do number six here, buddy. He was risen, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. Galilee. Good job. And last but not least, you ready, buddy? There you will see. Him. Great. Give those kids a round of applause, folks. So do you hear the beautiful angel talk there? And you, and you look at that, and I, you know, I was thinking, probably a lot of us could pick one that really matters. And, and you look at the beauty of those words. There's just so many beautiful, beautiful words there. Don't be afraid. Like, it's always about overcoming that fear and, and that idea of, of loss. Yes, we will have loss, but there's also this thing called resurrection. This thing called resurrection, rebirth. That our lives that can sometimes feel so constricted by fear, there's this possibility, this potential, this reality of being born anew. That God is alive. Could we say that together? God is alive. Then please say with me, God moves. God moves. And he's asking us to move too. And he's asking us to move too. I mean, that's the beauty of that. Like you think about that angel, what a, what a message. And don't see this again like as a, as a stormy angel. Just imagine the joy, 
the joy of being able to share this with these women. Just a beautiful. Now again, that one of the beautiful things I love about Christianity is it doesn't expect us to hear the good news and then get it perfectly. Like it's not like we hear it or we come to church and all of a sudden we got it and life is not a problem anymore. No, look what it says. The women turned, they left the tomb. And if we could say the A word and the J word, ready, say that first word. Can we say it really loud? Afraid, yet filled with joy. How many of us live that way? Raise your hands, all of you. Well, I'm constantly afraid. I'm constantly happy. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's life, right? It's not like all of a sudden they got the Easter thing. It's like, it's all good. No, they're still going forward with life. Of course they're afraid, but now at least they have joy. Joy in their life because there's an understanding that yes, there actually is a much, much bigger picture. And then what happens, kids? So these women come to the tomb. They hear this beautiful angel talk, which you folks did so well, so well. And you can just imagine them like, wow, you know, I wonder if it's true. He had said all those things. And, and maybe this is all true. Maybe there actually is a much bigger picture that, that we can't even imagine in our lives. Maybe there's a way that, that we're being saved too in this moment out of, out of our lives and our desperation and our fears and our anxieties. Maybe it's all true. And so they, they go walking afraid yet filled with joy. And then they see Christ. Then they see Christ. Think of the first question I gave you folks. Remember that first warm-up question? Somebody who you loved, who's passed on, who's gone home, what would they say to you when you get to heaven? What What would it be that they offer? And this is what Christ says. Greetings. Now you look at that word, folks, that word greetings. That actually means, when you look at the language, it actually means to call somebody by their name. It means you have that little thing that you say, like, I don't know whether you, you call your loved one snookums or whatever, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, it means that. It's that. That's what the connotation is. You know, it's this very personalized. It's not just like greetings, earthling. It's, it's, it's really like greetings. Like, like, again, and you can imagine the joy in that moment. You can imagine the incredible part in that moment. See, I think that's Easter. I think that's when Easter comes at that moment. Listen to these beautiful words from Isaiah, written thousands of years, a prophecy of what God was going to do. This is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you, listen to this, I have called you by your name. You are mine. Incredibly beautiful, folks, because I think it comes full circle. Imagine Mary. This picture going back to that time three decades before when she had held that little baby and had pondered those words in her heart. And now all of a sudden she's at sort of the back end of the journey. And she hears this greeting from her son. Just put yourself in that place, folks. 
And you can imagine her understanding the divine nature of Christ now in a way that maybe she never could. Her going back to those very words of the shepherds going like, oh my goodness, it all fits. It all belongs. This is a journey of love. This is a journey where, where hopelessness is overcome with hope. This is a journey in which, yes, there is fear, but that fear can be overcome more and more by joy. This is a journey. And God will see us the whole way through. I, I think when I look at that picture, folks, like, like when you can really think about what that loved one would tell you, you know, is it a parent? Is it a child? Is it, is it a, a grandpa who you love? Do you think about those words? Just let that word be in your heart for a minute. Enough in your heart, maybe it chokes you up just a little bit. That little part is what's being called to life. That little part is where resurrection starts. That's where the journey that Christ took, yes, done on a divine plane, and we do it way down here on this earth, but where that journey can just help us and where Easter is that celebration, like look at it, the celebration of all this stuff. Celebration that even when we don't see it, that there's things growing and they're just waiting to bloom. And what we need to bring is we just need to bring patience to allow it to grow, to allow it to struggle, and to allow it to be resurrected again and again and again. See, words of one of my favorite poets. I as earth, and let's say the last word, last sentence that are together, I as earth am brought to dawn. I as earth am brought to dawn. When you look at that beautiful line and, and you look at the way that the world works and you start to understand resurrection and you start to see it as a rebirth, and it's not a rebirth, folks, listen, this is so important. It's not a rebirth from a, from a new church perspective that comes out of some kind of transaction with God. It comes out of a transformation. A transformation where we're all walking each other home, a transformation of love, a transformation of care transformation that we celebrate every Easter. The warmth outside has thrown a match atop winter's rigid pyre. Though instead of flame, a sadness brims as if spring and death conspire. A swollen sorrow fills the earth, making mud and muck and mire, whose viscous thickness bears heavy likeness to my own destitute desire. This shift of seasons shapes a crucible, coaxing me to thaw, a frozen grief kept cold with fear beneath its barren shaw. The future spring has set for me, I will in no wise survive. Yet my yielding is fomented, and I find myself alive, born through death and resurrection. I weep and heave and mourn, burgeoned by the rising tide. I as earth am brought to dawn.
and just invite you to just think of this Easter as, as maybe that chance for resurrection. Maybe that chance for rebirth. Maybe that chance that there actually is a spring and there's a bigger picture to it all. Happy Easter. What we're going to do now to close the service is I'm going to offer a prayer. You have the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it or to just have a moment of quiet reflection. And then we're going to close with a song that has one of the biggest Easter words in it, the word hallelujah. So I want us to practice one time. Can we say that word? Hallelujah. So if you feel like on that last song, standing up and singing, that's what I recommend. But if you want to sit and listen, it's a beautiful song. So please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. And thank you for your presence this Easter season. And Lord, allow us in this season to see the seasons of life. Seasons, Lord, of connection, of camaraderie, fellowship, and family. Seasons, Lord, as well, that remind us that there is winter. There are times of cold and hardness and challenge and fear. And Lord, allow us, allow us, Lord, to allow you into our heart, knowing that you, God, will see us the whole way through. The whole way through to a new dawn. The whole way through to a new life born in you and born of you reborn for others thank you Lord for your presence here this Easter season hallelujah hallelujah yes Lord let us go forward as we always do with fear but more importantly Lord today this Easter Sunday hallelujah hallelujah Let joy, let joy reign. In your name we pray, amen. listening you can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv 